Good morning. Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church. Thank you for coming to worship with us this morning. I'm so grateful and glad to have you here. Uh, if you're a guest or a visitor with us for the first time, we especially welcome you. And um, we have cards in the pews that we would love to get to know you a little better. If you can fill one of those out, drop it in the offering plate just so we can get to know you a little better, like I said. Um, a few announcements coming up this week. Don't forget our about our uh, Wednesday night services. Our, our adults are here. Our youth and children are down in the building. Um, if you're interested or would like to volunteer for the jail ministry, um, there is one more training session for that. Um, it is May the 26th at 7 p.m. That is, what day is that on? Friday, okay? That is Friday, and it is at the Baptist Association. Uh, it's all, that's on Wyke Road over near the Shelby uh, Dover YMCA. Um, so... Uh, if you're interested in the jail ministry, you have to come to one of these orientations, and that is the last one left. Um, next Sunday, we have our uh, church-wide picnic, and I think, I'm not sure, are we going to do it like we normally do? Oh, the first one where the church provides the meat, and you bring sides? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Well, he don't know. I don't know either. So... Um, that it may not be that way because uh, I'm not sure what, uh, I would say it's probably not going to be that way because the meat smoker may not be here. So, yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah, we could do that. So we could do hamburgers and hot dogs. So, okay. So, back to the picnic at the creek. The church will provide hamburgers and hot dogs and buns for next week. And uh, so if you want to bring sides, whatever things you want at our uh, picnic, that's at 6 o'clock next week down at the creek. Um, it's, gonna, it's always a fun time. Um, graduation recognition is coming up on June 4th. If you're a graduate and I don't know about you, please let me know ASAP. Um, if you'll look in your bulletin, you'll see that uh, we have a homecoming also coming up on, July, on June the 11th. Um, summer is getting ready to kick off and it's getting ready to be busy. So uh, just keep your eyes open and your ears open for things as they start coming in. Um, thank A big thanks to Clark and Dina and Jerry and Lisa and Larry for coming out and Linda Lee also coming out and hanging out with us at, and a bunch of teenagers down at the creek Friday night. We had a lot of fun um, and um, lost a lot of sleep. But um, the, I, it was a good time, and I'd like to thank y'all for that. I don't think I have any more announcements, so at this time, I'm going to turn it over to um, Jim here for our pastoral prayer. There is a business meeting right after the service. That's the only thing I didn't mention, but it should be a short one. Uh, just wanted to update you on what we know about Artie's dad. He is... Uh, breathing very shallow he's under medication and i believe they said that the kidney kidneys have shut down he just has one and it's shut down so it, it's it's imminent that he's going to pass probably pretty soon so we're going to remember him in prayer i know it's hard we all lose people but it's always hard when you to let go of somebody you love and before i pray i is there anyone who has anything that uh, another 
uh, prayer request they'd like to add. Okay. Well, let's, let's go before the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you, you love us and we thank you. We thank you for bringing us together in your house. But it's with a heavy heart, Lord, that we're here today. Our, our pastor is with his family and he's watching his dad prepare to go home. We thank you that he, he's a godly man and he's going to see you and, and we're all going to be there together one day. But for now, it's, it's difficult to lose anyone that you're so close to. So we ask that you grant strength and perseverance and help us to experience that peace that surpasses all understanding. We have members that are recovering from surgery or about to go through surgery or are suffering from some other affliction. Just give us strength, Lord. Help us to keep our eyes upon you. We know that we live in a, a fallen, sinful world, but we also know that you're on your throne and we have a future with you. So for now, I would ask that you'd keep the evil one at bay and help us to just lift our hearts and our minds in praise and worship. Fill your people with the Spirit and fill this whole place with your presence as we now lift up our voices in praise. For it's in the precious name of Christ we pray. Amen. It's time for our morning song for call to worship. And uh, if you would, please, I'd like you to stand. Words will be on the screen. We'll be doing the first and last verses of page 208. We'd like to follow along in the hymnal. We're, we'd, really, we'd really like for you to. So.
Lord, we also thank you for these offerings and these blessings that you've, we have given you. Lord, take this, these offerings and these tithes and all this money is coming in here, Lord, that it'll be used to the uplifting and, and the building of your kingdom. These things I pray in your name. Amen. Can I get the kiddos to come down forward this morning? Oh, they beat me to it. <laughs> Excited. I like it. Guys, I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today, too. Sit up, Teddy. Here, sit up. Sit up. Hey, sit up. Come on, sit up. All right, thank you. All right, have you guys ever had a helium balloon on a string? 
And, and I was going to bring you guys one, but here's the thing. Helium's hard to find nowadays. So um, when you hold a helium balloon on a string, you're holding on to it tight, right? Because what happens if you let it go? It does, but that's cool to see too. Has anybody ever let one go and watch it go and go and go till it gets out of sight? I think that is part of the fun of a helium balloon is letting it go until it goes out of sight and you can't see it no more. Now I bet you're wondering, what does a helium balloon flying away have to do with church? Well, what does it have to do? Yeah, well in the book of Acts, we learn about Jesus returning to heaven. So we had Easter where Jesus was crucified and he was raised. He was raised from the dead and he walked and, and prepared his disciples for around 40 days. And then it came time for him to go. And so he got his disciples and he told them that they would be getting a special helper soon. And he was trying to prepare them for him to leave. And then all of a sudden, they're sitting there talking to Jesus. And they look up and they see Jesus floating off into heaven. Now, could you imagine what that would be like? That would be, that'd be cooler than seeing any balloon float away. And I'm saying, can you imagine? They were probably like this. I would have been, and then all of a sudden, Jesus disappeared into the clouds, and there were some angels standing around, and they said, what are you doing? And they were like, what do you mean, what are we doing? I, they didn't, doesn't say that they said that, but I can imagine that they'd have been like, what do you mean, what are we doing? And they said, Jesus is coming back just like you saw him leave. So that's how we know that one day, Jesus is going to come back for each and every one of us, and he's going to come back through the clouds, and he's going to take all of his children with him. Now, what do we, what do we have to do to be a child of God? What, is that, what do we have to do? What trust do, God. Trust God and trust that what that Jesus did. Him. Obey him. And, but, but more importantly than obey him, because we can't follow all the rules, what do we have to do? We have to believe that somebody did something. We have to believe that Jesus died on a cross for our sins, and rose from the dead. That is our ticket to heaven. There's so much more when you do that to, to growing and being a Christian. But that's how you get saved. And that's how you get your ticket stamp for Jesus to come back and get you one day. Yes, Charlie, we want to be good and obey the rules. But do you always obey all the rules, Charlie? You don't know? Are you sure? I bet I can ask somebody that tell me you don't, probably. We don't always obey all the rules. But... It's okay, it's, it's not, we want to try, but when we mess up and when we don't follow the rules, Jesus has already paid the price for our sins. So, the disciples were looking up and the angel said, what are you doing? And they said, he's coming back. But he didn't tell them to sit there and stare at the sky and wait for him to come back. They were going to go out and do what Jesus had commanded them to and they went and they received the Holy Spirit, which we have today. And we get to go out into the world and we get the blessing and the honor of sharing what Jesus did with everybody you come in contact with. Isn't that awesome? So I want to encourage you guys to go out into the world and let everybody know, hey, we're waiting on Jesus to come back. And tell them what they can do 
to be ready for when Jesus comes back. And I bet you're going to talk a little bit more about it in children's church today. Let's bow our hands, and we're going to sit right here. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for these boys and girls. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sin and rise again. And thank you that we know that he's coming back for us one day just like he left. All this I ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys, let's sit right here. Oh, okay. I see what we did. All right. How is everybody? Good. Well, we're going to ask the question today. Are you ready? Um, everybody's played hide and seek as a child or maybe as an adult. I like to play hide and seek now. Hide and seek is something, is a fun game to play. And the, the counter... Or the seeker, he goes and he counts. And whenever he gets done counting to 25 or 50 or 100, if you can count that high, I never can count that high. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, when he gets done, he says, ready or not, here I come. And you go out and you find the person, the people that are hiding. Well, Jesus doesn't give us a countdown. We know he's coming back one day. And the question we're going to look at is, are you ready? And what can we do to be ready? So right now, I'm going to ask that you stand. And we are going to read out of the book of Acts, chapter 1. And I have 9 through 11. And that's what we're going to read. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taking up, taken up and a cloud received him out of sight. Let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your word as we dive into it. And we're going to dive into it a whole lot more. And I just pray for your blessings on the message. And when I talk, it's not my words, but your words, Lord. Lord, just bless everybody in here and help us understand what it means to be ready for Jesus' return. Amen. You can be seated. So, I've got, I listed four things that we can do to be ready for Christ's return. Now, you can expand on these and we could continually add things we need to be doing. But just like I said to these kids, the first step in preparing for Jesus' return is to turn away from sin and accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. There's so much more to the Christian life, but becoming a Christian and, and being forgiven for our sins is that simple. If, you're, if, you're not, if you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ and you're not accepting Him as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter what you're waiting on. He's going to come back one day, 
and we're going to stand before God. But that first step in preparing for Jesus to come back is to accept Him as our Lord and Savior and follow Him. Um, sin, as we all know, separated us from God. And Christ came to repair that separation that we have from God. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. So that's number one. That's the easy part. Because Christ did all the work for us. Now, step number two. I'm going to look at Matthew in chapter 5, verse 14. And it says this, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to the whole house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that was 14 through 16. As we're going to talk about next week, or, or um, you're going to hear about next week, I'm sure, I don't know uh, exactly, but we were promised, as believers, we were promised a helper. That helper is the Holy Spirit. And we were told to take that spirit and go out into the world and share the love of Jesus Christ with everyone we come in contact with. Not everyone is meant to stand in a pulpit or on a street corner and shout out Jesus, what Jesus did for us. Not everyone has those speaking abilities. Not everyone has the confidence to do that. But God does call each and every one of us to go out into the world. And I, I probably sound repetitive because I say this a lot to my kids. And every time I'm up here, I bring this up probably. Go out into the world. Shine your light. Smile. Say hey to people. Talk to people. Love people. It's going to be really, really hard for people to be drawn to Jesus if you're walking around with a big frown on your face and a grumpy attitude everywhere you go. Nobody's going to, nobody, they're going to say, well, if that's what being a Christian is, I don't want any part of that. Or if that's what Jesus does, I don't want any part of that. I can do that on my own. We have joy through Jesus and knowing that He is our Lord and Savior, and that He came and He died for our sins, and He's coming back for us one day. We have joy in that. Share that joy with us. I don't know if you guys listen to, who listens to contemporary uh, Christian music? There's a band called Mercy Me, and, there's a, and I love these upbeat songs that get me moving. And there's a, a song called, uh, there's actually several of them, but uh, there's one called Shake, and uh, it's about getting up and dancing, and it's, and it says, shake like you've been saved. Just get up and dance, move, be proud, and be glad in what God is and, who, and what God did for you. Get up and let the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord shouldn't have you standing like this. The joy of the Lord should have you jumping and shouting and telling everybody what God did for you through Jesus Christ and who God is and who Christ is. And guess what? He's coming back someday. That is getting ready 
That is step two in getting ready for Jesus to come back. Preparing it, going out, sharing it with other people. There's another thing. Step number three, the third thing we should do, preparing for Jesus. Now this one isn't quite as joyful as being out and uh, sharing and shining our light. This one's kind of scary because I see this everywhere I go, all over the TV. I want you to listen to these verses. I've got several of them. The first one is Mark chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and, and will deceive many. And in that same chapter in Mark, verses 21 and 22, he says, Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, he is there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. i got one more. Now there's plenty of these in the Bible. The next one I'm going to read is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And it says, Now brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken us and through the day of Christ had come. I'm going to slow that down and read that again. Actually, I'm going to read through three. Um, listen one more time. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and are gathering together to him. We ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us. As though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. For the day will not come unless the falling away comes first of the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition. Be on guard. That is the third step. There are going to be so many people that take God's word and twist it and turn it to make it say and sound like it's saying whatever they want it to. There's going to be people coming who say they come in Jesus' name and they don't. We have to be on guard. That's why it's so important that we're in God's word because if you don't know God's word, and somebody comes and tells you something's in the Bible and you don't know it, you might just believe it. And then there you are, deceived. Anything I hear. If, I'm, if I start listening to a teacher and I start questioning what they're saying, a Bible teacher or a, Bible or a teaching program, and I start questioning what they're saying, I go back and I look and I study and I see for myself what God's Word said. Because it is so easy to fall into a trap and be pulled away from what God truly wants us to be. This is just three instances in the Bible, close together, where we're warned of people going to come and say they're coming in Jesus' name. 
Say they, they might even say they're Jesus themselves. <laughs> be careful. Stay in God's Word. Study. Be in constant prayer to God. I told my kids that when I was in, Friday night, I told them when I was younger, and somebody said, be in constant prayer with God. I thought, how in the world can I constantly go around with my head bowed praying? I'm not going to get anything done. That's not what that means. It means allow God to be there with every decision you make, every step you make, every forward or backward move you make in your life. Be sure it is in line with where God wants you to be and in line with who God is. Because there are going to be people trying to pull you off the beaten path and put you on a place where they want you to be. The prosperity gospel is such, and I won't name names or preachers, on, but there are so many people on the radio especially, and they get all this praise and, and uh, talk about what you can do. And they say, uh, there was a, who was the preacher back in the 80s or the 90s that, had all those people convinced to give him all the money. I don't know who it was because I try to stay away from that stuff. But that if you've got people, listen, God does, he does need our finances to get things going. But if you've got, you got people telling you that you've got to give money to be, that you've got to send me money and, I'll, and I can get you forgiven of your sins or send me money and I'll pray and bless, and bless you, that's the people you don't want anything to do with. God's blessing come through Jesus Christ and what he did for us fourth thing the fourth and final thing I have on here and there are more the fourth thing that I have listed for the things that we need to do to be prepared for Jesus coming back comes from Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 13 and it says For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The last thing that I want to tell you to do is don't lose hope. The world that we live in can be a scary place. In the time of social media and internet, you can hear about and know about anything that's happening on the other side of the world with just a click of a button. And, I, and we say, oh, you know, the, the disasters of the world and the things, are, things that go on in the world are just getting so bad. And sometimes I wonder if they're really getting worse or we just hear about them more. Things that, ever since Jesus left and went to prepare us a place, there have been people trying to pull us away from Jesus Christ and who he is, pull us away from the word of God. To tear us down, beat us up, and give us hopelessness. But through Jesus Christ and through He is and what He did for us on the cross, raising from the dead on the third day, 
We have been given hope. That Look back at Titus again. Uh, chapter 2, verse 13, it said, Looking for the blessed hope and glorious, glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. No matter how bad things get in the world, how bad things get around us, how scary things get, all the false prophets trying to tear, tear, up, tear into our faith and pull us down and tear us away from God, all the disasters going on in the world. Every, every time you turn on the TV, it seems like there's a new shooting somewhere, or mass murders and uh, accidents and things that have towns tore apart. But we have hope in Jesus Christ. Hope to know for sure that He's coming back again one day. He's coming back to take us all home he said, in my house there are many mansions. If it weren't so, I wouldn't have told you. He's coming back and he's got us mansions prepared in heaven. Now listen, I hope that I get to see my kids grow up and have, and have kids one day. But if Jesus were to come back today, I promise you, we wouldn't be disappointed. We, would, we all like to grow old and live our life, but if Jesus, if we were to walk out of this place, see the clouds open up and Jesus come back and take us all home, I promise you, you're not going to be standing in front of him saying, well, Jesus, I, next week there was a movie come out I wanted to see. You're going to be standing there singing his praises, shouting his name, and he's going to be welcoming you home to the Father. And so we have hope that who, through what Jesus did and through all that, that that's coming. It may not come in our lifetime. It may. The disciples asked Jesus in uh, Acts, in that very first, um, before, before the verses I read, um, the disciples had asked him, there. Uh, it says, therefore, in verse 6, when he, they had came together and they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his own authority. People have been looking, followers of God have been looking for Jesus to come back for 2,000 years. I'm going to urge you, for the next 2,000 years, if there is 2,000 years, keep looking, keep preparing, keep waiting. Be ready every day. Live every day like it's your last. And I'm not saying go out and do crazy things. I'm saying live every day in the light of Jesus Christ, that shining that light bright for the whole world to see, living with hope, knowing that he's coming back for us. I know I do. Sometimes things in the world do tear me down and do pull me to the left and to the right and make me say, why, Lord, why? But I know he, he answers me back and he says, there's going to be a time that he's coming back. He is coming to restore the kingdom of God. And I urge you, if you don't already have that assurance of who Jesus is, 
Never, ever, if you hear the, the pulling of the Holy Spirit, don't walk away. Be sure that you, your ticket is punched and your hope is in Jesus Christ. And prepare yourself for his return. Let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for your many, many blessings. And I'm so grateful, God, that my Savior, our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ, is there with you now at your right hand preparing us a place. Lord, as much as I enjoy things of this world and my family, I'm also am looking forward to a time when I can stand face to face with your Son, Lord. And I get to spend eternity with him. Lord, I pray for every person in this room that when you, while we walk out of here today, that we have that assurance. All this I ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. There's going to be a song played. If you have something, so, some, you want somebody to pray for you, maybe you, maybe you felt God talking to you today and you don't have that assurance or that hope, I urge you not to leave here today. I'll be down front. Uh, to, I'll be willing and glad and willing to talk and pray with you if you need it. Would you stand and join us in singing hymn number page 307, hymn Just As I Am. Crestview today. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, just a reminder of our weekly services. Uh, all the other announcements are in the bulletins. Um, at this time, I'm going to ask Terry to come.
and uh, close our worship service out, and we will have a short business meeting there. Lord, I do pray that, you know, all our people that's on their vacation, traveling and everything, to have a safe trip back uh, to be in your house and all, to get the blessings that we receive and then glorify you, Lord, and uh, go and keep us all safe so we can come back next week and enjoy each other in your presence, Lord, in your spirit. And in your name, Jesus, amen.